maybe depends on how it plays yeah, out right yeah. <laughs> oh man it's 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 going it's rough but um yeah. mr therapist has joined us um yeah everybody hey, keep on keep on listening listing your favorite um, movies in the comments um and we will start we'll start our conversation here um, we are recording, and just to start off this recording, this is a part of the C4 Challenge of the Content Creators of Color. We are doing a 30-day challenge, and every day we are challenged to come up with some piece of content to um, promote our podcast or promote what we're doing, and just do something fun with it. Um, so if you want to listen to all the other types of content we have of all the other content creators, um, go to Content Creators Collective on all platforms you can listen to podcasts and tune in listen comment rate review and do all that good stuff um so today on my episode uh, we have the wonderful the powerful the podcast extraordinaire <laughs> herself scorpion november um just a little background we did this previous episode and i didn't like it i didn't want scorpion to my phone died the audio was a problem. I didn't want Scorpion to be introduced to my audience like this. So we're doing this over again the correct way, um, the right way. So first and foremost, Scorpion, can you please introduce yourself to everyone? Sure. My name is Scorpion November. I am a podcast consultant and a podcast host. I'm currently the host of The Fix Podcast. I have several other podcasts, but we'll talk about The Fix Podcast here on this platform. Um, that is a podcast where I offer movie recaps, commentary, and reviews of some of your favorite television shows and movies. My specialty is the shorter recaps and the shorter movie reviews, like five-minute movie review. Kind of figure out if it's worth your time or um, worth your time watching or not. So that is me, The Fix Podcast, F-Y-X, The Fix Podcast. <laughs> and you can also find that on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, yes. Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, all that good stuff. So definitely tune in, listen, and tell them that Drew vs. the World sent you. So we're going to get <laughs> right into it. Can you please let me know what your favorite movie is okay. and why? See, the same problem that we had last time <laughs> that we tried to record this, right, is that I have so many favorite movies. It's hard for me to choose one. Mm -hmm. Last time I talked about The Wiz, mm -hmm. but I don't feel inspired to talk about The Wiz today. <laughs> today, I feel inspired to talk about Crippling. Sorry, Gray. You sorry, why? Sorry I called your mother a hawk. And you sorry about teasing me about being left back three times? You know, welfare, about me and my brothers having three different fathers? All right, already. I said I was sorry. This time, Spike Lee takes a whole new look at growing up in his old neighborhood. Is the TV on? No! I'm crazy because I got five of y'all. Ow! Mommy! Then it run me stark raving mad. Somebody left the toilet seat up. I almost fell in again. Shut up, you flat-chested witch. I gotta eat this. Black-eyed peas have calcium. All the calcium in the world ain't gonna make up for this nasty taste. Can I have some tricks? No, please! No, you idiot! Give it up! You know, daddy doesn't want to fight and yell. All daddy wants to do is play his music. In a place called Crooklyn. And stay on my shoes! All it took to keep it together was a little love, peace, and soul. Alfre Woodard, Delroy Lindo, and introducing Zelda Harris. That's what family's for. Gotta stick together, right? Right. Crooklyn. A Spike Lee joint. 
<laughs> a Spike Lee joint. I love Crickland. I love Crickland for a number of reasons. For the cinematography, for the images, for the nuance, for the story, for the characters, and so much more. The entire picture. It's like it's like it's a real story to which you can identify with, right? And where you see real life characters, real life people. You know some of these people. Some of these people are in your family. Some of these people are your neighbors. And so, and, and some of these, and, you, and you're familiar with maybe the corner store, depending on where you are, mm-hmm. or the bodega, depending on what region of the country that you're in. But it all connects, and it's all kind of like this shared type of experience in some type of way. So, yeah, I love Kirkwood. <laughs> so, and I love the characters. Yeah, so just looking up some of the characters, obviously, um, Spike Lee was in it, uh, Zelda Harris, mm-hmm. um, Alfred Woodard, um, Delroy Lindo, which is one of, the, one of the <laughs> great character actors of our time. Like legitimately, this man is in so many movies you've probably seen and you don't know that he's in. <laughs> he just, mm-hmm. he's so, such a good actor. Isaiah Washington's in this movie. Uh, David Patrick Kelly. Um, and Chris Knowings actually is in this movie. Um, you have Spike Lee in this movie. You mm-hmm. have his sister Joy in the movie. Yes. Well, her name's not really Joy, but you know we have her in the movie. We have so many amazing people. You have RuPaul in this movie. Yes, talking about, talking about my pizza clean and yes. all that stuff. <laughs> yes, this is early RuPaul too. This is this is not RuPaul Drag Race RuPaul. This is early young RuPaul. Mm-hmm. This is like. So this movie came out in 1994, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this is the height of Spike's kind of career. Um, actually, the budget of this movie was 14 million and and made 13 million. But with Spike's kind of trajectory, um, I think this was before. Um, was this before or after um, School Days? This was after. This was after School Days. So yeah. he was he was doing this one for his hometown. So. If you ever look at Crooklyn, right, the 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 box itself has um, a bunch of the the main characters on a stoop, right? This this separates the movie from a lot of places in the world just there, right? Because me growing up in Brooklyn, the peak place where people congregate is the stoop, right? Is the you know we don't got a porch. We don't got a backyard. You congregate <laughs> on the stoop, and that's where you hear, hear the latest news. That's where you meet up with your friends. That's where you know you sometimes you eat. That's it's just a place that's very like quintessential to the Brooklyn New York experience. Um, and I, I mean, I truly, I I haven't seen this movie in so long, and you giving me nostalgia to watch it because I love a good, <laughs> definitely around that time frame. That was like perfect new york brooklyn like vibes this i think this took a plate i think this was filmed across the street from a park called um, fort green park um and i actually grew up around the corner from there so it's like this whole thing was i was what five at the time when it was um shot when the film was released but probably when it was shot i was a you know i was a baby um but I used to live across the street there, and I used to I love this movie. A great movie, haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's on Hulu right now. So, why should people love this movie? Is my second question. 
all of the aforementioned reasons and because of the background that you've given to it, but because I think it is, it, it gives you that nostalgic feeling, right? And it's great acting. You get to see these children really act in this film. Like this film has a lot of children in it. Yes. You actually get to see children really acting. It's not like some of the, you know, sometimes when you see child actors, it's not quite as authentic and it's not as believable. You could tell they're acting. That's not the case here. You look, it seems like you're 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 a fly on the wall in somebody's family's home and you get to see these children behave. You get to see a story from their eyes and from their experience level, which is really good because then you can tap into your childhood self. Although it does have adult themes to which adults can identify with as well. So it, it's not like you're watching an animation or something like that or something really childish. It's really a, a film where you have adults that can enjoy it and you can have children that can enjoy, enjoy it. And you can bond over those movies and talk about things. And I think in a Spike Lee joint, seriously, <laughs> I love Spike Lee movies. I love Spike, Spike Lee's perspective and his way of presenting stories. So I always identify with them. And they're authentically Black stories. Yes, They're not whitewashed stories, right? They're not our stories from a white perspective of what they think a black family would be like. It's from a black um, person's perspective that grew up within a black family and can share some of those nuances that are oftentimes missed in big budget films. So yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. One, one of my, honestly, one of the people um, I I really like gravitate towards every time he has something out um, is um, Spike Lee and the, she got to have it. Was is one of mm-hmm. my top favorite movies of all time as far as like art art pieces. It's not mm-hmm. just a movie; it's an art piece that he makes all, every time. And then, like, yeah. to your point, it connects so many like lines because even mm-hmm. at that time in New York City, it was kids were running wild. Honestly, <laughs> that was a part a point of time where children were. This is coming out the crack era, coming out with a lot of single single um, family single parent homes. And uh, a lot of the time, it, have you seen that meme of like of, of people when they hear sounds in the house? You're just like, <laughs> you just look at look. <laughs> but that's, that's what it feels like. Just what happened? You're like, what? The? I'm not gonna go and see what it is. I'm just gonna it better not sound again. The sound better not sound again. Um, but <laughs> it was a time in Brooklyn where just a lot of children were just running rampant. There was a lot of latchkey kids, a lot of a lot of people, children in the park. A lot of children, you know, just running around like living it. I mean, living their best life, getting into trouble, getting into things, and then coming home like their parents were either at work or just getting home by the time they left school. Um, so, Crooklyn really like embodied that generation of mm-hmm. uh, New York, and I, I really liked it. You have me definitely. I think it's on. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I could watch it right now on Hulu. Yes, I yes I will. Um, <laughs> and Amazon Prime Video and Sling TV. Um, any any other movies from Spike Lee specifically that you would recommend? Oh, to oh you really want to go down the oh, list? We, we can okay, go down okay, the list. Go down list. Okay, so there's up, X, right? Mm-hmm. There's Malcolm X. There is School Days, of course. Ooh, yeah. There's Do the Right Thing, mm. of course. So mm. those are probably like like my top three. And then Mo Better Blues. Okay, you cannot forget. Okay, so you could even have a discussion about Mo Better Blues if you really <laughs> wanted to. Do you understand? See, see, some of the things um, with with Spike movies is that they can. My Spike Lee movies have the ability to change your mood. Yes. Not a lot of movies can can take you through that emotional um, 
ups and downs like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can clearly identify with the character, whether you have to have a shared experience with the character or not, right? But the way that he presents the movies is in a way that you can identify with the characters. You kind of feel their pain. You kind of feel what they're going through. Even when they're in the wrong sometimes, you can still have compassion for the characters just because of the way that he presents the movie, right? And you want to see them win. You want to see them come on top and to have some type of redemption even when they're wrong. That's the good thing about Spike Lee movies, right? And they present our stories in a way that where even... If you don't know that character, you feel like you know the character. Exactly. So I love cycling movies. So Movetta Blues is one of those. It was it, it was it was a sexy movie. Mm-hmm. It was funny movie. It was drama. It was comedy. It was all of those things in the cinematography, the way he was playing porn, the background music, the characters, Wesley Snipes' character, um, his sister's character. I always forget her name. Um, Cindy's character, all of those people's character within the movie, it made for a believable story. And yes. you got to see from the eyes, even though I, I'm not a musician, I'm an artist in different ways, but not musicianship. And I'm not going to try to sing to you because I will bust your eardrums because it's just so bad. But I know that about myself. But I am fascinated with musicianships and musician stories. And so it gives you kind of like that background of what it is like to be a jazz musician. Yes. You, you know what you will hope it is like. And you get to see the passion, the passion someone has for something like the passion you and I have for podcasting, right? Imagine that. translating that into musicianship and that constant uh, fight to be heard and to get someone to understand your music and you're telling your story without words. We tell our stories with words. They tell their story through the music. That's all very apparent in that movie. So I love the Spike Lee joint. The Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee joint. And I, I like when they... Um... Yes, Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever is, Jungle a, is the Fever. same oh black. Gosh. It is the same black as Mo Better Blues. The one thing about Spike Lee, he really incorporates the Brooklyn, New York landscape to a T. Definitely in his earlier videos, because you got to think about it. He's he he doesn't have a blank check like a Marvel movie, right? So he's mm-hmm. using either his own own fees or a small production company to help him out. So he was um uh actually um I think they he used the same block on that one um for jungle fever yeah the one movie i i do not recommend anybody watching unless you want to watch it for nick cannon um is chirac um i'm not going to downplay a spike lee joint but this one you can you can you can leave leave down in the zeitgeist but one that one that a lot of people haven't seen that is a weird spike lee joint i don't think it's spike lee joint but he's might be in it is bamboozled um no, that's a spike that's spike yeah um that's another one that get on the bus ooh, go go ahead and watch it <laughs> and get your feels out because that's gonna hit a lot of places um bamboozle yeah it's gonna call you out especially ooh. if you're if you're one of those characters and you know that you're not being authentic and you fraud okay <laughs> it's gonna call you on that. Sometimes you need to be called out of film. Sometimes that's what films are for to call you out, and, and so you can see yourself yes. and identify those and be like, "Oh, perhaps I should change." Sometimes you're not gonna like a movie for that reason too, because 100%. it's gonna hit you. Because sometimes the truth hurts. Now, sometimes you just don't like a film just because you don't connect with it. But sometimes you don't like a film because it's telling your truth in a way that's it's mirroring what you are, and you know. Or sometimes you can just see the characters in, it, or maybe it may trigger you. Because his, his films have the ability to do that as well, to also trigger you. And the thing about Chirac, right? So 
sometimes we don't see things from an artist's perspective. Spike is an artist. Oh, yeah. Right? And sometimes it's it, we can't see what an artist sees, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't translate to the, the, the people that they hope it would translate to. Sometimes you just miss it. Or sometimes you're not in the... Or sometimes they miss the mark. And it's like a painting. It's like a a painter putting out a painter before is before they've had time to sit with it, right? Mm-hmm. And to realize what they're putting out and to understand how it would hit. It's like letting someone preview, you know, go ahead and putting your painting out before it's completely finished or before you've gotten your mentor to look at it and say, hey, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Really Love, right? I know I'm talking a lot, but all these thoughts run through my head. That's just how my thoughts work, go right? I don't know if you've seen this movie Really Love um, mm-hmm. by... Um, Angel Christine Williams and Regina Pride. It was stars Kofi Cerebo. It's on Netflix. Check it out. I'm telling you. Good movie. Okay. Really good movie. Um, but what you see there is Kofi Kofi Cerebo's character is an artist, right? Mm-hmm. But he has a mentor, which happens to meet Michael Ely. I think his name uh, is Yusuf in the film, right? Mm-hmm. And Kofi's um, name is Isaiah in the film. But he has a mentor, in the film that kind of guides him along the way. And then you have crazy eyes from Orange is the New Black. She is, she has this, uh, this gallery and he really wants a solo show in that gallery. But what she does is she provides him feedback. And it's like, no, you're not ready. Continue to do this. Continue to do this. Push yourself, Mm. push yourself. That's kind of like what happens with films, with artists, with, with, with artists such as Spike too. Yeah. Sometimes you need people to say, hey, this is it. You need a real mentor that's going to push you and say, do this. I don't know if directors have that or not, other than studio execs that just want to make money off of the movie. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't know if they have people that say, hey, push this way. I don't know if he has that or not. I've never heard him speak on that, but I would imagine your art, a, a filmmaker's art is somewhat the same. Sometimes they need to be pushed in ways and say, hey, maybe bring it from this perspective because some, because we, you're not going as far as it should go or maybe pull it back a little bit. Yeah, and, and to your point, I, I think that the major thing and we as podcasters, people as comedians, people as painters, people as singers, songwriters, um, the one thing is that we all can say is art is subjective, right? So mm-hmm. even though I, I hate, I won't say I hate Chirac. I dislike Chirac. The other person might, you know, understand the, you know, the that that it is connected to a Shakespearean play, right? So it's a it's a black modernized version of a Shakespearean play that they might have that connection mm-hmm. to, and they'd be like, "Oh, I read this in, I believe it's Othello. I read this in college, or I read this in high school, and mm-hmm. now you know, I like, I love it, or I like it." Um, I love it or I like it even more because I I know understand a connection. So to to your point, I think and then also you gotta think about Spike. He's probably at the point where he's like, listen, I'm putting this out. <laughs> I don't care. I have this um, you know, this this I have this connection to it and I'm gonna put it out regardless of, you know, how people are gonna quote unquote think about it. So mm-hmm. um I, I but I agree with you that there needs to be some I won't say a filter system because then we're going into filtering people's creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that becomes troublesome in a lot of ways. We can go and talk about that all day, but, um, yeah, <laughs> but I, no, it's not that I, I necessarily thought it should be a filter system. Mm-hmm. Um, system is that, is that I think maybe having someone to, to give you honest feedback without fear of hurting mm-hmm. your feelings, you yes. know, because some, because artists, 
sensitive about our shit. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so sometimes th- those those critiques are not necessarily welcome. And depending on who's giving the critique, yes. I'll give you an example. When I first started podcasting, I asked someone, and I don't know why I even asked this person, but they were already into podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. And they told me on one of my podcasts that I sound like I was a I was a new debater and I was debating, debating everything. And I went back and I listened. I was like, no, I don't. But then I listened to how they present information. I'm like, dude, you just hate me. You just know I got that sauce. (laughs) 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 But I say that. I don't know if that's just the Scorpio in me. Y'all know it's pre-Scorpio season, so that may be what it is. I don't know. But anywho. The Mercury must be retrograde or something. It was, it was that's, that's, that's that pre-Scorpio season kicking up in it. You know, it is what it is. Anywho, oh but God. sometimes you have to be careful with yeah. who, whom you receive feedback so from true. at the same time. So, yeah. I wonder what, uh, Angel, who, who's old dude? Are you talking about Nick Cannon? And Lyle Shakespeare is black though. Oh, it's okay. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna debate you, um, forefront experience. Um I'm not even gonna debate you because you you got the facts. You got them facts. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to debate yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, it has it has been said um that score uh, that uh Shakespeare is black. Yeah. Evidence suggests that yes. he's Okay. Good. We got we got him, we got Beethoven, <laughs> we got a bunch of people that they don't want to give us uh, credit for. Um so before we leave out of here, um, first, everybody, first, Angel, I wanted to know which who you mean by old boy. Was that Nick Cannon? Um, and Spike Lee, no, a Spike Lee no, movie, Spike called, movie old called Old Boy. boy. Really? Hmm. Okay. I can't say that I've, I've, I've ever seen that one. I I, that I, one does I not come not, to my mind. So seen that I will have to go back. Yeah. But I'll oh, okay. write it down. It came out. In 20... I don't know why the name sounds familiar, but I can't say that I've seen it. So it came out in 2013. Um, and just reading a quick synopsis here. Although his life is already in a downward spiral, things get much worse for advertising executive Joe. While drunk one night, Joe is kidnapped and thrown into solitary confinement in a bizarre hotel-like room. For the next 20 years, Joe suffers in an unmanageable torment, but the motive and identity of his captor remains unknown. When he is inexplicably set free, Joe merges with one goal, to find the person who stole two decades of his life. That movie sounds amazing. <laughs> that movie sounds amazing. Where is this on? Okay. You can get it on. Yes, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Okay. I will be looking this up. And Samuel Jackson's in it, so I'm already in. Um, um But Red Hook Summer... Ooh, that's a good one too. Um, Red Hook Summer again, Red Hook, Brooklyn. Um, but before we go, I'm gonna I have a pack of cards here. It's from mm-hmm. um, Poddex, and if you go to poddex.com okay. and enter DVSW at checkout, you get ten percent off your first purchase. That's DVSW at checkout for ten percent off. All right. Um, so I'm going to ask you a number between one and five. Mm. Number one, because I'm number one. Okay. <laughs> Told you that the Scorpio oh, kicking it up in me. It's, it's pre Scorpio season. Oh, boy. It's what y'all get from Scorpio when, season. What's November? Oh, man. I didn't want November to hit. It's going to be wild. <laughs> um, um, have you ever done something unbelievable only to have no one around to see it? 
Yeah. I do amazing things all the time, Jewel, that people aren't around to see. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like just being my authentic self. I'm I'm just I'm just uh, will you stop hating. All the hateration <laughs> in your blood don't make any sense. I mean, come on, it's y'all know what it is. You said it's running through your veins. <laughs> it, it just it just oozes. I mean, I can't help it. I just can't help it. <laughs> so you so you have been awesome. Um, and people have been able to see it. I, I, I'm sorry for those people that haven't been able to view your awesomeness. And you know, they, they I know that's see, what I'm saying. You know, you gotta, you gotta just gotta put a video camera in your house 24 seven. I guess. I know. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. See, see, but they can handle all the awesomeness that mm-hmm. comes. It would be oh. overload, like candy, and, like kid in the candy store with the candy. You know, you can overdose on all this awesomeness. I mean, that's like, why I give it to you in doses. It's like the sun. You, that's why it's far <laughs> away because it'll burn you. Right? You can't. You can't, you can't get too. Can't yeah. get too close. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that is the end of this um, episode of <laughs> What Is Your Favorite Movie? Can you please tell Scorp- Scorpion, can you please tell people where they can find you and any upcoming events you got going on? Sure, absolutely. Um, you can find all of my podcasts by searching my name, Scorpion November, on your favorite podcast listening platform, spelled S K O R P Y E N November. If you search that, you go, you'll find all the things that I have going on. Also, check in with me on Clubhouse. I have podcast talk every morning, every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern time. And I have some, and I will be speaking at FSM Audio this year. So check me out with that. I have some amazing things coming up. So just search my name and check in with me and follow me on social media. Same name across all platforms. Okay, thank you so much, Scorpion, for your time. Thank you for being part of this uh, mini-series, a part of the C4 Challenge. That's the content creators of color. I'm working with a bunch of other great creators on creating 30 days worth of content. So if you want to listen to all this goodness that we got going on, please go to Content Creators of Color on all platforms that you listen to podcasts. Also tap into Creators of Color here on Instagram. Um, Thank you again for the time. Um, Thank you for all the great comments below. Old boy is going to destroy me apparently. So I can't wait to listen to um, watch it. I'm actually going to watch a trailer here in a little bit too. Josh Brolin's in here. Okay. So it's great. So, okay. So this is official (laughs) sign off again. Thank you so much, Scorpion. We'll be talking. Oh yeah. I also will be speaking at Afro's Audios. I, I, I don't know why I didn't say that. I've also would be speaking in Afro mm-hmm. audience too on a panel talking about the best interview styles. So if you want to get those tickets, rush. Don't walk to AfroAudios.com and pick out some tickets to be a part of this great event. Um, so this has been another episode of True First of the World. Bye, Scorpion. Take care now. Peace out. Later, everybody in the comments. Thank you for listening. <laughs>